You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Thank you for downloading and welcome to this week's Attacking Scrum podcast. This week we're going to have a look at the, the Wales tour to the South Pacific with the tests that they're going to be playing against Tonga and Samoa down there. And fresh from having spent the last few weeks selecting Lions squads, we thought the best thing to do is to take advantage of this and do it all over again. So tonight myself and Dan Killick will once again be choosing our hypothetical squads to tour the um to tour the South Pacific. And again it's worth mentioning Dan that this will be our selection rather than what we expect the, the Welsh management to go for. Yeah, absolutely. And this is the tour that everyone's going to be keeping their eye on, isn't it, over the summer? Well you mentioned it off air that actually it's a genuinely really exciting tour. I I don't remember ever being as excited about a de- a development tour as this. I'm not entirely sure why that is. Yeah, best. I think we've well, we've got a lot of strength and depth, haven't we, in a number of positions now. And it used to be the case that uh, during a Lions year, we'd be fearing, you know, who we could who we could scrape know, scrabble, together, yeah, yeah. <laughs> scrabble together, and and uh, we'd be scraping the barrel. But no, there's there's lots of players, aren't there? There lots is a competition. There is, and we'll get on to uh, we'll get on to all of that just quickly before we start. Part one is going to be dedicated to the forwards, so the. Uh, the hard-working grunt men who are going to who are going to help uh, provide some ball for the glory boys in the backs. So we'll be going through that first up. Uh, you may have noticed the if um, that the sound quality isn't quite the uh, the usual standard. Uh, hopefully it's uh, it's still listenable. But we're recording this in my kitchen rather than a, rather than a, a studio. So and a fine kitchen it is. Well, yeah, there we go. It's probably try not to descend into uh, through the keyhole. It's like a bit of a busman's holiday for you, this though, isn't it? You know, getting to have a look at someone else's house. Is it Lloyd Grossman? Like Lloyd Grossman, yeah. yeah. Who would live in a house like this? Yeah. So yeah, we'll um we'll try to you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we'll try not to go down that route too much. Um right then. So yeah, I so just to just to finish on the sound quality, got sidetracked by Lloyd Grossman impressions there. Uh, yeah, so we'll be um 
we'll be back up to uh, to usual scratch um, when you get around to listening to next week's episode. But yeah, this one has been recorded on the go. So, Dan, forwards. I suppose before we get into it, we first need to figure out how big a squad you would want to take. I would want to take mm. a bigger squad than I believe we will take. Okay. What do, what do you think that number will, will be? It's more than likely going to be 31, isn't mm. it? Um, with it being a two-test tour. Um, but, uh, yeah, 30. it would be lovely to take 37, wouldn't it, just to give a number... Well, just give more boys more experience, but... I suppose, I suppose that only, uh, only a week, week or so ago, we were sat here selecting our hypothetical Lions squads and we were assisting 37-man tour for a, for a tour that encompasses 10 games. You know? yeah. So I suppose we can't really justify, justify taking that you know, a, a full 37. Uh, but it'd be nice to, to experiment with a, few, with a few younger players. Yeah, and just to give a number of those chaps, even if they don't get, they don't get game time, just to actually be around the camp and just feel the, you know, feel the different vibes, really. But uh, it won't happen. No, no, it won't. I think, you know, I suppose that leaves us with a, a bit of a predicament. Do we t- do we take thirty one? Do we try and be as ruthless as that? And yeah. We go for we go for thirty one. Let's go for thirty. All right. Okay. I know we often sit here saying that we're in we're in dreamland, so I suppose we'll try and keep it as realistic as possible. Let's get into get into the nitty gritty of it then. I suppose loose head is the the place to start. Yeah. Should we run through the Yeah, the should we look at the, the long list? I mean, obviously, Gethin, who I think was a bit unlucky to miss out. Yeah. He'll probably still go, won't he? I think he probably will at, yeah, you know, at some that, point. And, you know, we're not even we're not even at the end of the season yet, so it could well be. And a lot of those a lot of those players will have a lot of rugby to play, particularly, you know, the likes of the Vunapolas and the Saracens crew, anyone playing for, for Leinster and Munster is likely to, to be featuring uh, in the the latter stages of the Pro 12, and likewise, actually, you know, Scarlets and Ospreys players, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. There's likely to be a couple of injuries before they get going, isn't there? But that just ten, ten games is frightening, isn't it? It is, yeah. So uh, it's it's one of those actually where playing two tests against the hard hitting South Pacific teams of Tonga and Samoa actually looks looks like a, a bit more appealing, doesn't it? Yeah. So yeah, obviously we've got Gethin Jenkins, Rob Evans, who's yep. um, you know I don't think it was a massive surprise that he missed out on. On selection, but it's had a had a good season, and then we've got um, like Paul James, uh, Nicky Smith, uh, boy at, uh, at the Cardiff Blues, Corey Dom- Domachevsky, Domachevsky, yeah. Win Jones, uh, the Scarlets, Lucid, and and Reese Gill. Yeah, I think Reese Gill's been good. I suppose if we're working on the the grounds of 30, 31 though, we can only really take two of those players, mm-hmm. which actually. <laughs> makes it very very tough I mean Gethin Jenkins is 35 years old are we going to learn anything more about Gethin Jenkins no we know exactly what he can do so I would say he misses out would you see I'm on the I'm on the other side of the fence to this because I think like we've said before and I think Dav mentioned it last week that we've had a tendency to go all or nothing in these kind of games against Pacific Island team so we either change every player in the team or we don't change at all mm-hmm. and I think this is one where you want a good balance and he's a good leader captain side on a number of appearances I think I think you take Gethin Jenkins and I'm sure Warren Gatlin would like him to be oh yeah I'm sure Warren too. would yeah yeah but we've got the options in 
yeah, the more experienced boys there then with Nicky. Mm. Um, I mean, I mean, Nicky Smith's still only you know a handful of caps to his name. But I he's suppose. got he's got some experience though, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. Um, he's not a complete newbie. No, and Rob Evans. And Rob Evans is is you know had a great season, hasn't he? And just seems to be getting better and better. Question marks over his scrummaging went there a few you know probably up as far as yeah you know fifteen months ago, but. He's definitely uh, come on leaps and bounds in that department. All right, so if we're saying we're taking two props then, I think the one that will definitely go... Is Rob Evans. Is Rob Evans, because he either goes as a second choice or yeah. first choice. So Rob Evans is on the plane for me. I agree. Then it's a toss-up, I think, between Gethin and, and Nicky Smith. Yeah, it's, I take on your points. Take your points on board regarding... Jen, regarding uh, um, Gethin, yeah, I just feel that uh, it can't be right, can it, to leave Nicky, Nicky at home? I don't know. I mean, again, I think this is one where we'd probably benefit from having a, a bigger squad, but... I'd go, I'd go Nicky. Would you? Yeah, but... I suppose I'm, it depends who's the forwards coach out of, out of the two of us. Yeah, you... <laughs> <laughs> it's, gonna, it's, it's, it's Gethin then, yeah? Oh, you have you 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 take the. It's really difficult because I think you know. Is there anything to be learned by taking a thirty-five-year-old prop forward? He could probably use the time off. I'm sure the Blues management. I'm sure Danny Wilson would like him to to be at home over the summer. So maybe you're right. Maybe let's not, go with a bit of. They're not. Uh, they're not renowned for their scrummaging either, are they? No, um, it's not as if you're it's still going to be going tough. to Argentina. Or yeah. Um, so because of that. Um, I think Nicky shaves it. All right, you've convinced me. Let's go with that. Okay, so Nicky Smith and Rob Evans, the two loose heads. Right, Hooker, you get a bit more luxury because we do get to take three. That's always yeah. the. That's always the. It's a good few. A good few on that list, though. There is, yeah. So obviously we've got kind of Scott Baldwin, who I guess is the incumbent with Ken Owens being on the Lions tour. You've then got Sam Parry, I think has been desperately unlucky to not yep. have featured in the autumn really, or, really gone well. or the Six Nations. Ryan Elias, I've been really impressed with. Yep. Christian Dacey in the last few months has been absolutely phenomenal. I've been blown away with uh, with his performances. And I think he's just a really exciting player to watch, actually. Yeah, I, uh, I rate him highly. Um, other other players that we've that we've got kind of around there. Um, Emmy Phillips coming back to fitness. Elliot D is a player I I really like and have been a fan of for a couple of years now. But again, I think he's going to struggle to to make that plane. I think he'd, he'd be struggling to he'd be struggling to take him given his his fitness and performances over the year. And then Richard Hibbard. Hibbard, of course. Yeah. yeah. So right again here it's <laughs> it comes down to that balance it's that the you same want to thing pick again, isn't it? Of, yeah. Of experience and experience and and kind of the more youthful players. So, yeah, where do you where do you start with this one? Should we go with one of the more someone absolutely inexperienced? Then I want it definitely needs to be um, one of the up and coming hookers has to go. Right. For me, that person is Ryan Elias. Okay. Now I like Elias a lot. Yeah. I think you've got to take, you've got to take what I think we start at the other end. You go, okay, you've got to take one of the one more experience. experienced, and out of those, out of those hookers, the two 
most experienced at international level would be Scott Baldwin and Richard Hibbard. It's unlikely to be Hibbard. It's unlikely to be, but... I'd love that. Yeah. Um, I mean, we are the same people that didn't pick CJ Stander in our in our Lions side yeah. because we wanted to take Moriarty. So, I mean, this is the chance. This is the chance to do it. Likewise, I think I think Gethin will go on the, the tour. So it is our opportunity to to have a bit of fun with it. Yeah. Um, what's it about then? All right, let's go, let's go with it. Look, I think you've got to look at it and say, if we were coaching this side, would Hibbard let you down? Absolutely not. Does he deserve it on form? 100%. Yeah. And could other players around him learn from him? You'd, you'd want to go in, you'd want to have him as your hooker yeah. you, if you're propping. Or, so, um, yeah, and again, a brilliant tourist. Yeah, exactly. So there we go. I think, I think, I think let's, we've made that choice. Puts a smile on your face, doesn't he? Just he thinking, thinking that he's going. <laughs> the hits, imagine the hits as yeah. well. Oh, God, you yeah. Need some, can... You need someone that's going to well, be it's a hard, as hard as... That's a great point. Yeah. It's a hard-hitting tour. Yeah. These guys do not mess around. Yeah. So you're going to need someone who's who's got a bit about him, and we know Hibbard likes to put it. He's here. definitely on the list now. Right there we go. It's settled. Hibbard, someone who maybe doesn't put the the hits in and isn't as physical as as Richard Hibbard, but he does have very similar hair. Is Christian Dacey. Yeah, it's a it's a case of the long haired hookers, isn't it, at the moment? Um, out to, don't, want to, don't want to know what they're getting up to in their own time. That's uh, <laughs> what goes on tour stays on tour. Yeah. I think he. Um, he, he'll, he'll dare he's a cert to go yeah I think he has to be doesn't he's, he yeah he's had an exceptional season um, I also like the thought of Hibbs coming off after 55 minutes and having a bloke who's just a slightly younger slenderer version of him coming yeah, on yeah he's got a great great knack as well isn't he of getting on getting on the end of a try as well yeah I think, I think he's been in great um, like Jake inside he's been in great form huge work rate and we're always bemoaning players who don't play what's in front of them and we need more footballers throughout the squad yeah. I, you know if that's the case you can't look past him yeah I, yeah I'd take him alright then it becomes very tough after that because personally for me, I don't think Baldwin's had the best season I think he's I think he's been out of form actually he could probably benefit from having a summer off we know what Scott Baldwin's capable of and if he comes back in the new season Fresh, fresh. Yeah, I would totally agree with you. All right, he's so a good player. He's a good player, but you'd be happy to leave him at home. Yeah, he looks as if he just needs to put his feet up, grab a good book, and uh, <laughs> and take some time out. That's it. All right, okay. So we leave Baldwin behind. We'll get back to his skateboarding days. That's it. Yeah, maybe that's it. So it kind of really leaves Elias or Parry as Parry, your third choice. Parry was was really unlucky, wasn't he, not to be included in the. Uh, in the Six Nations squad yeah. really, wasn't he um, and, and going back to the autumn I thought he was playing some great rugby then too I really like I really like the pair of them but now you've yeah now we've mentioned him I think Parry probably just about Parry gets the just knot. edges it over Elias yeah. because I think Elias has probably played more I guess he's probably featured in more of the lesser games the lesser games so I think Parry for me goes and Parry kept uh, obviously kept Baldwin out the side mm. for a long long time so yeah agree with you alright so that's the hookers sorted tight head props again here actually to go back to your earlier point about the strength of the squad that we're taking this this is a position where again we've got our two first choice players available yep whereas in years gone past it would you know Adam Jones would have been touring with the Lions and and you know on the, on the past previous two 
two tours and you kind of look at it and go okay we're in a, an unfamiliar position having having those props ready and available is there anyone else from outside of Lee and Francis that you think is worth a mention so we've made kind of a again a bit of a long list so again Cardiff Blues Kieran Azarati played a kind of handful of appearances of late someone who seems to have some raw ability and likes to get around the park and get stuck in scrummaging wise I think he's got a lot to learn but he's yeah. a very young prop you have to, yeah he'd learn a hell of a lot wouldn't he by, by going he seems to have learned a bit just from the that in that second game he uh, he played for the Blues I thought mm. his scrummaging was a, was a lot stronger yeah um, yeah he's, he's definitely worth a mention isn't he Someone else who's been knocking around the Wales camp of late is Rodri Jones. I mean, I've, I've found it... Obviously, there, there is something there that, that Gatland and Howley and McBride, etc., like. He's good and loose, isn't he? So he gets around the park. Um, or he did get around the park. He's big. Yeah. So he has... I think he has all the attributes in terms of size, weight. Um, so he ticks those boxes. But we just don't see enough... Enough of what he's supposed to be good at. You don't see enough of that, do you? And then his, his scrummaging, I don't know, it doesn't seem you to... You certainly can't rely on it. No, it doesn't seem to be... Uh... All right, so we're ruling out Rodri Jones, you know, especially if we're only taking two here. I suppose a couple of other players at the Blues, it might be worth it might be worth mentioning. Dylan Lewis. Yep. Who... Good boy. And um, the boy Thayer. Thayer? Brad Thayer, yeah. Who's been, yeah, kind of... They seem to have talked up a, a few times. Yeah, he's been mentioned a few times, isn't he? And uh, I know quite a few of the Cardiff Cardiff people rate him highly. He picked up an injury, didn't he? Not so. Yeah, I'm, again, I'm um, not sure he's I'm not sure he's fit based on the grounds that the two the two other young lads, yeah. um, Domachowski and Azarati, have been on the bench of late. So, I mean, it's it's kind of hard to look past those two two props, really. I think, like we've said before. I'd be quite keen on having going out there with a very, very strong pack that enables us to have a tinker in the backs. So and, we know we're going to be getting good ball and potentially the back row. So, I mean, for me, I'd be tempted to take Liam Francis. Yeah, it's we've got to make sure that we're strong in that department, haven't we? Um, Certainly Lee. I Lee's got to go. Yeah. Lee goes. Yeah, Lee's, yeah. Lee's, let's, let's mark him down. I've not, I've not been the biggest fan of Tom Francis I'd but quite, he's a good he's a good scrummager I'd quite like to um, he does still blow hot and cold doesn't he mm. um, I'd quite like to leave Francis behind actually and go with uh, it's risky yeah but this this is what these tours are for isn't it if we can't take risks on this tour then when can we yeah um, so what are you saying Azarati I'd like Azarati. I haven't seen anything um, near enough of him to justify taking no, him. And, and, but lots of people, we, we all probably haven't. But unless that's... The pedigree got, you're going on is his under-20 form, really, isn't it? It's an enormous reason. And it, it's, it's unlikely to happen. Who else have we got down there? So, yeah, it's Francis Jones, Dylan Lewis, Thayer. It's, you know, it's not an area. You know, Paul James, potentially, is, yeah, game is someone who's played he's fant- tight head. He's fantastic, isn't he? But we know what he's going to do. I'd like to see Azarati go. Um, I really would. The thing it's I would quick as well. The thing I would say though is that you know, in two test matches, regardless of whether they're development test matches or not, I mean, this isn't going to be a walk in the park, oh, yeah. Yeah. Tonga and Samoa. So you're going to need 
you're going to need some strength there. And I also think, you know, you this is front row, so you're going to yeah. need to use two in any one game. So you're going to have to bring Kieran Azarati off the bench. We're unlikely to, to take we're unlikely to take risks in the uh, in the front row in the front row department. I mean, certainly, well, certainly in the props. Mm. Um, I would like to see him go, but he won't go, will he? Right. If we're, if we're saying that I'm forwards coach here, I'm going to yeah. have to overrule you and say I think we take Francis. Yeah. there I think it's that was a wildly ambitious call of yours. How fun would it be though to see him? Yeah, it would. But I think you know, let him don't kind of don't rush him in based on. Obviously, you know, if he'd have had a blind in five games, you think, all right, I'm I'm tempted to do it. But really, you're going on his under twenty form. I think it's good that he's managed to break into the into the Blues squad. Mm. It probably says a fair bit about where they need to recruit too. That they're that they've got you know a nineteen year old sat on the bench. So I, I I don't think it would necessarily do him that much good. Quick side point though, I don't know if you've seen Eddie Jones's squad that he's announced for the Argentina for England in Argentina. Yeah, there's a few names in there that uh, you wouldn't expect. Well, more yeah. than a few. So I mean, he's clearly happy to take massive risks, and Argentina, you know, is a is a very tough place to go to. Yeah, yeah, I like I like the fact he's been bold, isn't he? He's he's got a uh, he's got a core of experience and real experience there, mm. but um, a lot of a lot of youth. Um, and for for us, I suppose for us watching, that'd be fantastic to see these uh, these youngsters see how they, they, they see how they go with the with the older, more experienced boys. But hell of hell of a, a risk. But he's probably not bothered, is he? That's when that's when you want to take your risks. Yeah, yeah. Well, it is, especially with I think, like we said last week, the players will have a bit more freedom because the media attention will be on the Lions rather than on a Wales Test match. Mm. And it's not often that you get that. Yeah. Yeah, but it's, what is it, once every year? Once every four once years, every four yeah. Years, yeah. So in so, fact, we know exactly how often it is. Is Azarati back in there now then? No. no. Look, I'd, if, I'd have seen, if I'd have seen enough of him to, to justify I'd say yes. But I think, you know, I, I still think we've got to go out there trying to win these games. And I think that's too big a position to take a massive gamble on a guy who's played very little rugby. So I'm digging, digging my right. heels in on this one. Right then, second row. This this is difficult, actually. I, yeah. I'm going to kind of look at this and think it's not... This is probably one area where we don't have the depth. And it looks... We know what it can be like playing without Alan jones because you saw it when Australia came to town last, last summer. You mm-hmm. notice what a massive difference that it makes when he's not there. Yeah. So, I don't know. This is, this, is, um, this is quite a difficult one for me. So again, let's have a look at the the kind of the long list. We've got Bradley Davis, Roy Thornton, Charteris, Jake Ball, Corey Hill, Lloyd Pierce, Lloyd Ashley, Lloyd Ashley. He's Lloyd Ashley now. Yeah. So Lloyd Ashley, uh, Macaulay Cook, as Luke Hamilton, who was at the Blues, he's now at Leicester. He's playing the back row now, isn't he? Is he playing back row? I think he's playing back row. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's quite. It's quite nothing. No one in there really stands out other than Charteris for me. Who Charteris has got to go again? If we're saying that we want to pick a strong pack, second row is we need we need experience there. All right, well let's do that. Let's get Charteris in there. I would say, you see, we need more experience. That's why I want to see. We need real experience in the second row, and I would have taken a one gamble on the prop, but 
Um, I know you're. Uh, I'm no, not, we're I'm we're not, past that now. We're I'm not going to move that leg of yours. No. Uh, <laughs> Either literally you or agree figuratively. On, yeah, you agree on. on I agree on charts. charts. I mean, yeah, again, it gives you 35. He's struggling with injury, but I just don't think we can afford to not take him. Yeah. Let's win that line out ball. Yeah, exactly. I just think we look a much better side with Chartres in there. For that reason, I'm going to take a guy who I don't think has been in the best form lately, and that's Roy Thornton. Because watching Roy Thornton reminds me of watching Chartres when he was at a similar age. You know, he's kind of a bit of a beanpole, although admittedly not quite as big as Chartres. I mean, Chartres at the Dragons was in the Welsh, was, was in the Welsh squad early, early doors, but really, he hadn't shown much. Yeah, and he, got, he was, getting, he was getting a huge amount of stick, wasn't he? Do you remember? Yeah, getting a lot of a lot of a lot of heat on him, a lot and, of pressure. And it was only kind of circa 2010 he that he started him. to look a yeah. better player. And by 2011, yeah. again, I think it was a big surprise when he started that game for Wales in South Africa in the World Cup, and he had one of the games of his life. Yeah, one of the the best game he's ever played was that game in Ireland. Yeah, um, but I would have him there, and I think Thornton will learn from from being in the same camp as Chartres. He's rated highly, isn't he? Just, he is. Um, you, you, you wonder whether it's as simple as, you know, if he could just put on a stone and a half. Yeah. You know, whether that would that He does look be quite slight, doesn't he? Does, yeah, I'm he sure he's massive. Lightweight. But... He just looks lightweight, doesn't he? So um, what do you make of that logic? I would take him, yeah. Yeah. He's shown a lot of promise, hasn't he? All right. He goes. So then we're looking at two more, really. And... Jake Ball, yeah. Jake Ball's got to go. Yeah, he's still he's, he's young. You see, he is still young as well. Yeah, I mean, I think we're both, we're both quite big fans of, of Jake Ball. Dav was saying a few weeks ago when we did our end of Six Nations wrap up, he kind of thought that Jake Ball had found his level and that he wasn't quite at the top international class. Yeah, I thought that was quite quite harsh from from from, from Dav. You know, potentially he's right, but I. I thought Jake Ball had a fantastic Six Nations, actually. Um, you, I thought he went very, very well. Hit everything, didn't mm. he? Um, and in terms of when you're looking for what you're looking for from a second row, he, he, he for me, more than delivered. Um, he, go, he goes for me. Oh, yeah, yeah. The he's one need, be needed over there. The one I'm not sure on is Bradley Davis. I've not been particularly impressed with his form this season. No, I haven't. He hasn't looked he hasn't, like the Bradley of old. He hasn't played a huge amount, has he? No. But, um, he'll go though only again size wise we need you know we need that uh, we probably need that weight or would you like to take someone a little bit a little bit left field I'm not sure there's anyone left field who really warrants it you know so I think we've got outsta- outstanding on that we've got I mean you could argue here that you're going to take five locks because you're going to have two on the field but I'd probably be inclined to go for four locks and someone who can cover the row two on two the back yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, can't, you know, I like Corey Hill, but again, I wonder what his upper threshold is. I think he's playing well and he's doing well. But I think we know what he we know what he can do as well, can't we? I'd like to see someone else come in apart. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. If, I can't really see anyone battering the door down, though. I think it's an area that that I think we're we're kind of struggling in a bit here. What about the young the young boy uh, the young boy from Cardiff? Um, let's add a couple of uh, Seth Davis. Yeah, he's had a, he, he's had a couple of games, hasn't he? I think that'd be a massive call. I mean, I, I honestly can't. But England, recall. Then, they? They, yeah, they have. They're, they're, they're bringing people out of youth teams almost. Yeah, um, I'd like to see somebody like that go. It's a big call. It's a big call if he's fit. 
said David's sister. Yeah. Let's put him in there. Well, you're going to have to make sure he's fit because I don't know. I haven't seen it. I've seen barely a minute of him playing rugby. Hasn't played a massive amount, but he's got he's got some got some raw talent there. All right, so we're going to that as our four yeah, second why rows. Not? Why not? All right. Wow, Eddie, back row. It's an Eddie Jones call. Yeah, it is an Eddie Jones call. Yeah, I didn't didn't see that one coming, but all right. I and I'm I'm giving you this one because I pulled rank on. on I'm fr- surprised on how he rolled over there. Jeez. Well, I don't, it's only because I'm not massively excited by, you know. Again, I think Bradley could probably benefit from having a summer off. I think, you know, if I was picking this side of my own, I would probably take Corey Hill. You know, I think Macaulay Cook is he's a decent player. I don't think I don't think he's going to be someone that's going to regularly feature in the Wales side. So I wouldn't be massively keen on taking him. In fact, I'd probably be more inclined to go for Lloyd Ashley as much as anything. Yeah, he's a hard-working, honest player, isn't he? Yeah. If they can use those words. Um, I want to see someone different, see someone young, unless... Uh, well, look, I'm, I'm going entirely on you here because I have not seen barely anything of this guy. You, you've got to learn your trade of a new as a, as, as a second row. And he'll, that'll, if he went on that tour, he would pick up, it would, it would push him on, wouldn't it? Probably take, you know, how, how long would he take to get that, that sort of experience? Years and years and years, and you, you know. I mean, you had, again. We could pick up an injury here. If, if you pick up an injury in the first test, all of a sudden he's he's likely to feature on the bench. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're happy with him going, then fine. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you have it's this one. Be, but it's going to be a tough tour, but he'll <laughs> be uh, he'll have to be able to take some hits, won't he? But yeah, let's do it. All right, fine. Let's move on to the back row. Wow, this is where it gets. This is really interesting. Um, because there is just it's an tricky. abundance of quality of quality and an abundance of sevens it's astonishing I mean looking at open side flankers alone you've got Ellis Jenkins Ollie Griffiths James Davis Tom Young Nick Cudd Sam Lewis yeah it's astonishing really yeah I don't know and none of them mentioned would let you down no they wouldn't I mean I think there's a few you can write off straight away I don't think you know. I don't think I haven't seen that much of Sam Lewis since he's been playing in England. But I always quite liked him. Actually, also he was a good player. Yeah, I rated him highly at the uh, the Ospreys. He was a good, good player, wasn't he? He was supposed to be. Good. He was supposed to go to the Dragons, wasn't he? He was. Yeah. And then what happened then? It was sort of the last some minute. weird thing. Yeah, they, they'd announced it, and then he ended up. He, he ended up going back to the Ospreys. He ended up signing another deal with the Ospreys, and then that's right. And then he left. got picked up from there. Yeah. yeah. That would have been a brilliant signing for. Uh, well, it would, but then again, actually, the to be fair, one of the few positions where dragons aren't struggling for yeah. for players is open side flankers because mm. you've got Griffiths and Cud, yeah, both playing as as dual sevens, and Lewis Evans can play seven if you need him to. Yeah, and Sam, Sam Lewis, his his brother was was uh, was there as well. Wasn't yeah, he? he picked up an injury. Yeah, um, yeah, always rated him highly, but he he will he'll miss out, would he? Yeah, similarly, Cud, great player. He. he He's so consistent, isn't he? But I can't see him. No, I can't see him making it. I mean, he's a he's a good player, and in another era, he'd have definitely had. You know, you cast your mind back to kind of 2010 when you know Martin was on his last legs, and we ended up taking you know Gavin Thomas to to play against Test against New Zealand and stuff. Gavin Thomas, he was a bath, didn't he? Yeah, he was, and then came to the Dragons. Um, You look at that and go, well, in another. Yeah, he was was a decent player. I think you know playing open side against New Zealand was probably a was yeah. a tough was a tall order. Yeah, yeah. 
But you know, you look at a player like Cunningham in another era. I think he'd have probably ended up Cup having a, having a yeah, few caps, one or those, two caps, yeah. You know, the kind of Robin Saud and Taylors of this world picking up a few. I, I think Cud could have uh, could have definitely done that. But let's have a look at the the kind of the real standout players. I mean, I, I think Ellis Jenkins has been brilliant form of late. He'll go. Yeah. Yeah, Ellis Jenkins definitely. I think. Do you know? I think the other thing with Ellis Jenkins is, I think you want to get a gauge of him in terms of his captaincy ability mm. because he's obviously he's a captain at age grade level he captains the Blues fairly regularly yeah he does he's a leader isn't he um, talks well doesn't he as well he's always interviewed um, I think it'll be important over there to just provide that little bit of glue yeah I think he'll be I think he'll be especially if we're going with a young back with a, a young back row yeah he'll um, he just he's sort of got an old head on him isn't he I also think he's very comfortable at six yeah you know, I think he's he's quite happily settling in at six, so I, I would take him uh, definitely. So I mean, God, this is tough, isn't it? Cracknell, another player who's Cracknell shooing, gotta go. Abrasive, yeah. hard. We need, you know, he's we need we need his sort of tackling prowess. And he, 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 he's a good runner as well. He's um, yeah. Let's pop him in. Now, very big fan of Cracknell. I've been really impressed with him this year. It felt like he's he's really kind of kicked on. You know, the Ospreys have subsequently let Sam Underhill leave, which I know I think he was probably going to do anyway, but you look at a player like Cracknell and go, well, actually, you feel really, really comfortable with him in the back row. And I think he's a proper, I think he's a proper hard-hitting, gritty. like you said, abrasive, gritty six. Gritty six, but with size. Yeah. Which um, is quite hard to find. So, yeah, let's let's let's... Let's pop him down. Just before we do, Ooh. one thing I was going to say, and I'm surprised you haven't mentioned it yet, is if we're saying that we're taking four locks, including your absolute left field selection of Seb Davis, we're going to need someone who can cover the row in the back row. So right. immediately you kind of you think of James King. No. Yeah, well, this is it. I'm surprised you haven't mentioned him already. I know, I'm surprised as well. I think Aaron Schindler's been fantastic yes. this year. Yeah, Aaron Shingler, such an underrated player, isn't he? I think he's really now operator. Yeah. Um, he'll be, he'll be very, very good on the sort of dry pitches over there. Uh, real pace, he's got real pace, isn't he? Um, and again, a leader and a line out option, line out option in defence and attack. Yeah, um, yeah, that's a great shout. So yeah, I mean, I think, and I think the other thing with Shingler is he's kind of epitomised how the Scarlets have moved forward now, and they're not a they're not a soft up front side yeah, who are just relying solely on their backs. They do yeah. not. And his kind of defensive skills, you look back to that game against Saracens, you know, which is a really, really tough ask and they almost pulled it off. You look back to that game and what he did in both his kind of, his tackling, his hitting of rucks, breakdown work and line out work. I think he's, I think he's more than, more than justified to go. Well, if I if I was being the side, I'd take him. Considering uh, today's, um, uh, considering the, the you know the result with uh, with Saracens, mm. absolutely uh, absolutely pumping Munster, it puts that Scarlet's performance into perspective. Into yeah. perspective, and it was a very very good effort, wasn't it? And he, yeah, as you said, he's he's at the forefront of that, isn't he? Mm. He's really leading it. So there's a there's a very very strong chance that he'll actually miss out, isn't it? But yeah, I think I so. Would, but if I'm personally, if we're picking sides, I think I think he gets in. I would like that as well. 
I bet Dav would have something to say on that. But I um, can imagine Dav going, <laughs> yeah, what, what are you talking about? Yeah. Someone else who's been very impressive in the Scarlet's back row for, well, probably a couple of years now is James Davis. Yeah. I, I think he's got a real get. footballer. Yeah, he is. I mean, but he's, he's playing some brilliant stuff. Surely the whole of Wales is looking forward to seeing him in a red shirt. Yeah. Um, just, you know, taking drop goals from all over the park and uh, slotting in at 10. Yeah. And obviously doing the nitty gritty as well. He, he's got it all. I, I mean, he, go, he goes for me. And the other thing I would say, I think we mentioned this on air last week. I think he could play as number eight. I, yeah. I, I think, you know, I'm not a big fan of playing players out of position, but I think he has the skill set to do a brilliant, you know, because he's, he's he's not like, you know, Ellis Jenkins as sevens go, he's, he's an athletic seven. Ollie Griffiths is in that same kind of mould. I think he looks like, you know, because, how can I put it? He's bulky, isn't he? He's bulky, James Davis, and he bumps players. He's happy carrying. He's he's a, he's hard, isn't he? Mm. I think that's, that's he's a... He's a real hard boy, isn't he? Was he six foot two? He's not massive, but he plays with everything, and um, uh, he's just like an, he's almost like an old school sort of pub brawler, isn't he? Yeah. You, would, you wouldn't want to, you wouldn't want to, you wouldn't fancy taking him on. You wouldn't want to. Um, and I think he's he is a, like we said, a proper footballer. So yeah. pick the ball up from the base of the scrum, you'll look up and he's, see what's on. He's a thinker, isn't he? He's a thinking mm. player. Scans really well. I on this particular tour, yeah, he could probably just about do a job at eight. Um, so yeah but I think we're both in agreement that the eight that we're probably going to see will be James King it probably will be but again yeah. I th- James King falls into that mould for me of you know what he's capable of he won't let you down but he won't we need to be exploring other options he never plays I, badly I either. would leave James King at home if we're taking Shingler as a as a second row cover yeah but we, but that won't happen, will it? He's, no, it won't. But that's the whole point yeah. of this, isn't it? Is is we've got the luxury of of yeah. picking our side rather than yeah. I I I agree with you and James King. He never sets the world alight, but he is he's a very very he's a very smart player. Mm. Um, he is dependable. Um, the Welsh squad like him because he does he does everything right. You know, um, his carries. He does a lot of smart work. But it, it, he never makes sort of enormous runs. It's all the little bits. So he's massively, un, he's hugely underrated, really. Mm. But again, yeah, I'd like to see, I'd like to see someone else um, have a chance. Okay, well let's, we'll, we'll come on to that in a, in a sec. But I mean, we're saying James Davis goes, are we? Yeah, yeah. Either as a seven or potentially even as an eight. I think. I, I, I think that'd be a great experiment, and that's why I was keen on picking a really solid front and but, second row. Yeah. Is because so you can have a play around. You can have a little play around with the back row, knowing that you've got players who are able to to win you ball, players who won't miss tackles. You know, and the, the potential of playing three sevens in the back row, I don't think is. I think that's really quite exciting. Well, it would be, yeah, yeah. We'd be uh, we'd be all over the park, wouldn't we? Yeah, Thomas Young, definitely. God, I mean, real danger here of. I'm saying definitely. Yeah, everyone's definitely at the moment. All right, Thomas Young, I think has to go. Yeah, so. it, you know, we've said this a number of times, but the times I have seen him play, I've been really impressed. Wasps could go and recruit anyone in the world they wanted to, and like we said before, it's almost like he suffers from being Dai Young's son because he's kind of he, he has to prove himself twice over. Yeah, and he really doesn't let, let anyone down. Brilliant over the ball. 
great with ball in hand and a real athlete. I think he's a I think he's a tremendous player. And somebody that uh, we as Welsh rugby fans, well, all Welsh rugby fans want to want to see. Hmm. You know, want to see how he how he performs at the, uh, you know, in a in a Welsh jersey. And there is always the danger that if he was to stay in England, yeah. he could go and play yeah. for England, and that's just we can't have that. Un, yeah, that's unforgivable. So, all right, Tom, Tom Young goes two. So we've got four back rowers in there. Cracknell, Griffiths, Griffiths. We, hmm? we selected. We haven't. We haven't selected Griffiths. No, no, no. So I haven't even selected Cracknell yet. Okay. So, and then so I suppose let's have a look at number eight. So I put Navidi in as an eight. I know you're a big fan. I, I just say I think he's a really underrated player. And I, yeah, I totally agree. Again, he really is a seven to be honest. So I mean, that's that's the difficult one. Dan Baker, I think, has been better this year than than he has the the previous season. He played well in Judgment Day. Mm. Well, he carried, well, in a, he, in a, he carried a side well. that blown away. Yeah. yeah, did as well as he could do. Yeah, James King. We've spoken about someone we haven't mentioned yet is Will Boyd, a player yeah. who, again, I think this is where the Scarlets have come on leaps and bounds this this year. Is that the players they have in their their second string? Like Boyd, who really, really impressed and made it difficult for Pivac because he's always in and around, in and around the squad because he's he's been so impressive when he has got game he, time. He's been one of his go-to men, hasn't yeah. he? He's been able to important. He's been able to slot in, um, Six, in any seven, one, eight, in really, any one yeah. of yeah any any one of the positions in the in the back row. He's done well at eight, hasn't he? Um, I, I just wonder whether he'll miss out. We, we're going to have to go back to the balance of this this back yeah. row, aren't we? Once we've so I think what we're looking at, I mean, if I'm saying if we're taking Ellis Jenkins as a six, that's how I'm seeing him in the same way that Sam Warburton is playing as a six for Wales. He'll inevitably play seven for... So if it was a Lions. straight shootout between Jenkins as six and Cracknell, mm. would you take him? You're taking them both? Well, this is, this is where I'm thinking, I don't know it's at the tough. moment. It is tough. Tough. I think the thing is, you've got, if we're taking... Cubby Griffiths and, as well. Uh, yeah, a six. So I think you take Griffiths because he can play six or seven. Yeah, that's what I reckon. Oh God, it's just, we've got room for one back rower. Realis- realistically, James Davis is likely to be seven. And Do you know, I can see James Davis missing out here in the in real life. He can't. I think I can see it happening. No. Well, we'll we'll see, but. I wouldn't be surprised to see him miss out. I would take him in a heartbeat. I think he's a brilliant player. Sorry, if we're saying we're taking Griffiths, then <laughs> we've got no recognised eight so far. I'm only one slot left. So you're either taking Cracknell, knowing he could do a job at eight. Cubby is a potential eight. How many have we, how many have we, how many we've got? Have we got one more. So are you really going to take six back rows, six are we? Or, you know, could we potentially, you know, would you, would you take more than that? James Davis, Jenkins, Cracknell, hmm. Shingler. We've got in at the moment. I think Shingler will probably miss out. Yeah, I, mean, I, I know you will. This is our team, though. Okay, Shingler in there as well. Yeah, um, Holly Griffiths. That's five. 
a year yeah. than six. Who misses out over that? Well, that's your six. Yeah, so who, who's, who's, who's missing then? The so summer? missing out is Baker, yep. King, Boyd. I think Boyd and Navidi we're going to have to leave at home. Harrison Keddie's another player I like, but you know he's nowhere near at that standard yet. I just think he's a. If you were taking a wider squad, he'd be good to have a look at. Well, that's the, I'd be I'd be tempted to take Cracknell as an eight, but he hasn't played a huge amount of rugby there. Eight's a, eight's a tricky one because we need. It's so important, isn't it? You know, picking up and going and just controlling the back of the the base of the scrum there. If we're going to take, we need we need a, a specialist. We need a well. specialist eight, um, and then someone that could you know, you could just sort of have a have a throw them in there and see how they get on. But all right. So because so of the that, moment Cracknell is missing out. At the moment, the back rows are Jenkins, Cubby, Ollie Griffiths, Thomas Young, Aaron Shingler. I mean, really, you're starting to look at this and go, maybe, maybe yeah. Griffiths misses out. Cracknell goes and you take Baker or King I think oh, there's just too many sevens we need to open up the squad and just thing <laughs> is Je- Jenkins, Jenkins and Griffiths are very similar as in their six, six slash sevens comfortable on either of them we need Jenkins' experience we need so. Jenkins' um, for, and his, his captaincy I think Cubby has to go. Yeah. Thomas Young, you have to Thomas take. Young can't be ignored, yeah. Shingler, Shingler is the one in reality who won't go, but I would take him because yeah. I think he's a great option. Shingler will miss out, won't he? Um, Cracknell will go because he's been in and around the squad as well, so he's, he, he would have learned a lot from being around the Six Nations. All squad. right, so what are we so doing it's then? It's too unfair for him. What are we doing? Because we need, we need a number eight. So Jenkins, Cubby, Jenkins, Griffiths, Cubby, Young... Jenkins, Cubby, and Young, and Shingler are definitely going, and then it is two of Griffiths, Cracknell, Baker, or King. So it's two out of those four: Griffiths, Cracknell, Baker, or King. King will come in. You won't take King. He, out of if it's if if our eight to Baker or King, Baker mm. is he just doesn't do and he just he just doesn't do enough in. Um, in, in sort of defence, is he? All right. I would argue then, if you take King, that gives you a six option as well mm. and, a, and a second row option. Do you then take Cracknell? All right, so let's, yeah, say, we, let's say we're taking King. King's on the plane. So it's now between Cracknell and Griffiths. Well, Cracknell's, Cracknell's going to go because he's been in and around the Welsh team, isn't I he? I know, but if we're picking the squad... That doesn't mean we have to adhere to those rules. I'd have, I'd have Cracknell. You do. I, I'm inclined to agree. I'm gutted to leave Ollie Griffiths at home because I genuinely think he's he's deserving of a of a Welsh cap. The reality is, I think in real life, I think Griffiths will go and Cubby will miss out. But all right, for, will for the purposes go. of this, let's go. I don't. I think he's far from being nailed on. I think there's been less competition at times through injuries. You know, go back to the tour in New Zealand last summer. And was Tips injured? Or Lydia was certainly injured. Mm. Can't remember if Tips was injured or not. And and Cubby missed out then. Yeah, and they won with Ellis Jenkins. Yeah. So yeah, I um, 
Right, okay. I think that's settled it. So we're going to go Ellis Jenkins, Covey, Thomas Young, Ollie Cracknell, Aaron Shingler, James King. I mean, the reality is actually Shingler will miss out. He will, he will, won't he? But uh, we want him in there, so. All right. Okay, so that's it. That's Scarlet's the forwards. fans will be happy. Scarlet's fans will be happy, yeah. Dragons fans won't be, as if there's any more. Oh, look at the state of that. The entire pack, and we haven't picked one Dragons player. But there we go. All right, so this is our uh, this is our pack then. It's your fault as well, because you're head coach of the forwards, yeah? <laughs> yeah, it is. I know. God. I'm stepping back. No, I wouldn't have taken King. I'd, I'd have gambled there and I wouldn't have taken King. But yeah, I think you're right. You need someone who is perceived to be a specialist. We'll be here all night if we can. I know, that's true. So the sun will be coming up. Right, so that's it then. This is this is the forward squad that we've selected. So Rob Evans and Nicky Smith, Samson Lee, Tom Francis are the props. Christian Dacey, Sam Parry, Richard Hibbard as the hookers. Locks of Rory Thornton, Luke Charteris, Jake Ball, Seb Davis. I mean, you're going to get absolutely yes. slaughtered for this because you've you've plucked that way. Seb out Davis better give me a follow now. You'd hope so, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. that's it. You probably think you're a stalker or something. But uh, yeah, that was that was a, a strange selection. Um, would would be very intrigued to see how that one plays out. And then the much disputed back row positions: <laughs> Ellis Jenkins, James Davis, Thomas Young, Ollie Cracknell, Aaron Shingler, and James King. That. If people are still listening after know, that, God, yeah. after that, uh, they're either they're either picking. enraged or yeah. they've just got so fed up of listening to us chat about back yeah. rows. But that is how difficult it is, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's a good uh, it's a good um, good position to be, isn't it? It is right. We'll be picking the we'll be picking the um, the backs very very shortly. Obviously, we'd love to know what you think about our um, about our forwards, uh, particularly the inclusions of uh, of Shingler and Davis and. Um, and one or two others so get in touch with us at Attacking Scrum or on Facebook you can just search for Attacking Scrum and you'll find us there uh, we're doing a little bit more on Instagram now so you can you can have a look at us on there and finally um, as always we ask you to subscribe and leave us a review and uh, yeah we'll be picking the backs very very shortly Come to fire on you.